Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So the big talking point after No Way Out 2009 was Edge. That's right. Adam Copeland decided to run the gambit when it came to Elimination Chamber matches because he went into the SmackDown one as the WWE champion, was eliminated in three minutes when he popped up in the Raw Elimination Chamber match and he won the other world title. As we would learn down the line as well, it was poor Kofi Kingston who had to wait till WrestleMania 35 until he got his revenge because the rated R superstar decided, ha I'm going to beat you up, Kofi. I'm going to take your spot, and he did what he did. This is why I love professional wrestling, because it states that the rules in the Elimination Chamber are, if you want to flub the shit out of someone and just go, I'm them now, you're perfectly allowed to do it. This seemed to be WWE's go-to at the time as well, because recently Chris Jericho had pulled something similar, but actually it was one of those swerves that became a double swerve, because all the nerds like me were like, <laughs> well, WWE are never going to do it again. And then they did. Around this time too, Triple H was also embroiled in his feud with Randy Orton, where Randy was like, I am going to kick the ship out of all the McMahon family. And he even gave an RKO to Stephanie. So that's right, we were going all in with this and it was going to pick at WrestleMania when the game and the Viper heard the bell and they locked up. <laughs> I tell you, it was one of the silliest things that WWE has ever done. The real joy at this time when it came to one Christopher Jericho though was what he was going to do at the show of shows and we have talked about this on other retro ups and downs because he was going to have a match with Mickey Rourke who of course was the star of the movie The Wrestler. But like right before the show, Mick thought, oh my gosh, he's going to beat me up for real. So he didn't want to do it. People say that Kayfabe is dead. Rourke's representatives were also telling him, oh, wrestling is scum and you shouldn't do this because it will hurt your PR or something like that. But at the end of the day, he was in the crowd and he turned up with Frank Shamrock in case anybody tried anything. And the even better story here is that Vince McMahon saw Frank Shamrock and thought he was so tiny he could whip his ass. This is why some people really have to think twice. They're also moving stories around so that The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels could have their big map to the showcase of the Immortals. And think of that, before the light bulbs pulled on this damn thing, the heartbreak kid was involved with all that nonsense with JBL. So that's the reason it got dropped so fast, because somebody came up with a better plan. But think about that. One of the greatest matches in history just came back because somebody backstage did a shrug emoji. Hilariously too, even though it was 15 years ago, people were still saying, well, it's the 25th anniversary of WrestleMania, so we should bring back The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin and give it a couple of months. I'm recording this in September 2023. I say we get to December and the same rumor mill will start again. Austin wasn't game as we know, and when it came to Dwayne Johnson, he was about to blow up in Hollywood, so I guess he was thinking to himself, well, I probably shouldn't throw myself around a wrestling ring because I don't know, maybe I tear my abdominal muscles off the bone. 
And if you know, you know. Also, do not forget that at this time, The Rock and WWE were not on the best of terms because in 2005, they had deliberately let his contracts lapse because, again, he had gone off to make movies and you're not allowed to betray world wrestling entertainment. They will sneak up on you in the night and rip off your sheets. Always put that in your brain. The Rock was going to try to be an actor as well as a wrestler simultaneously, but because Vince McMahon got his knickers in a twist... Well, the rest is history. Soon talk then turned to Stone Cold Steve Austin and Hulk Hogan, and that was never going to happen when Hogan was removed and Bill Goldberg was brought into the conversation instead. Issue being that around this period, Goldberg hated the WWE and he didn't even want to take a phone call. There's also so many reports when you do do your research of Vince McMahon just ripping up show plans and rewriting them at the last minute. So again, everybody throws their toys out of the pram Nothing has actually changed. WWE was also keen to bring back a reality show in 2009. That was going to take a couple of years. And the murmurs were that Gail Kim was about to debut on Raw. Freddie Prince Jr. was also on the writing staff at this time. Although he was getting a bit sick of the process. And I find it amazing we don't talk about this more. Freddie Prince Jr. writing wrestling. And on that note, you should listen to his podcast. Pretty good. Anywho, there is your context and in front of 11,000 people at the Key Arena and 272,000 people on pay-per-view. Let's retro up those downs for No Way Out 2009. So you cannot go wrong if you start your pay-per-view with an Elimination Chamber match. That's not true. It can go very, very wrong. But when you were going to Lincoln that WWE were going to on this evening... That's a little bit of a home run. This is also going to be Champion Edge versus Triple H versus The Undertaker versus Jeff Hardy versus The Big Show versus Vladimir Kozlov. There he is, old Vlad, trying to make his way to the main event until in the end, he would be having tea parties with Santino Marella. Edge and Hardy begin this too and instantly something smells fishy because Jeff drops him with the twist of fate and clearly the rated R superstar isn't happy. So he goes for revenge, attempts the spear, instead goes head first into the steel when Jeff Hardy uses the most devastating move in all sports entertainment, the surprise roll up, and he beats him. And look, I watched this a long ass time ago, but even I sat here in 2023 going, because he's the champion. Seriously, he is out the door instantly. Can you imagine the reaction from the arena too? They could not believe this. And the funniest part is Vladimir Kozlov is dead. And look, fair play to Kozlov. He's just doing what he's meant to do. But Hardy goes for the whisper in the wind. He's not in the right position at all. It is absolutely hilarious. Big Show soon arrives and him and Vladimir then just whoop the crap out of Jeff for a while. And honestly, if you'd never watched wrestling before and you tuned in, you would think that Hardy was some kind of a child and this was his parents and he'd done something wrong and he needed punishing. Triple H then gets the buzzer. He goes to knee Kozlov, who once again is in the wrong position and he totally misses. Because this was the era when the game was just super powerful, he gives a spine buster to the big show like it's nothing. Uh, is he a baby? Of course not. The Undertaker then clearly feels left out, so he gets in there and he DDT's show onto the steel grating when he sees Vladimir and probably thought to himself, you have missed every single spot and he gives him the last ride. One, two, three. I mean, it's honestly that quick. Jeff Hardy then decides he's some kind of bug because he's just scurrying around on top of the thing. I'm like, Jeff, would you get down from there? So he is a child and it gets even worse because the Big Show grabs him and just hurls him to the floor. I don't understand how he's still walking today. It does mean that the Big Giant is distracted though and I guess he did smash Hardy in the testicles and that's what bulls will do. The Undertaker hits him. Triple H follows up with the pedigree. Hardy hits the Swanton Bomb. 
And there goes the big show. Jeff Hardy then does the poetry emotion of Undertaker's back. And he was probably like, why are you killing my gimmick? Because once again, he just grabs the Hardy boy and tombstone him. And he's gone as well. So we've learned a valuable lesson here. Don't mess with the dead man's back. It also means, to the surprise of nobody, the last two are Triple H and The Undertaker. But look, because they did hold such high stock when it came to backstage, they are allowed to put on a mini clinic. It's pretty damn good. And mostly we go full WrestleMania here because it's finish a kick out, finish a kick out, finish a kick out. Oh my gosh, finish a kick out. And after around about 57.2 pedigrees, Triple H becomes the new world champion. Because <laughs> of course he does. It is super awesome though and you should check it out. And of course it makes sense for WrestleMania because then we could do Triple H versus Randy Orton. But we've talked about that. Let's try and never talk about it again. But in terms of this evening, giving it up. We also cut to the back after this where Edge is freaking out going, Vicky Guerrero, who was in charge at the time, and they were basically sleeping with each other. I believe I got screwed and you need to sort it out. For some reason, Vic just flips out and goes, oh, it was your fault. Poor Adam Copeland is so sad. He just sits down like, well, I don't believe you did that to me. And Guerrero's like, oh, I'm sorry. None of this makes any sense. But I guess the first match does tie into the second match, sort of. I mean, given where we were heading, because it was Shane McMahon versus Randall Keith Orton. Now, we have already touched upon what Randy was doing to the McMahon family, but the big controversy here, if we do indeed use air quotes, was how much offense Shano got in this match. But are you kidding me? What did you think was gonna happen? What kind of planet were you living on? Oh man, there's some cheese. Let me eat the cheese. Oh, I'm totally shocked. It tastes like cheese. It's also anything goes, so Shano is able to use kendo sticks and whatever else he can find, including this TV monitor. <laughs> he just blams it into Orn's head. I don't think he pulled it at all. I mean, it's so hard, Randy is bleeding. At this point, I want to get McMahon and say, do you know what wrestling is? Because you should do. Your father invented it. <laughs> he didn't, but that's what they want you to think. This is when Ted DiBiase and Cody Rhodes run down, because of course they're part of Legacy and they loved Randy Orton. But it is totally wild to watch in 2023, because back in 2009, nobody went, ah, you see that guy on the right? He's going to change the face of professional wrestling forever. I mean, you would have shot me if I had told you that, and then the judge would have gone, you know what, you can get off, because they too would be like, that's absolute baloney. They are treated like such idiots here, though, because they go to use a steel chair, totally miss, accidentally hit each other, when, yeah, Shane decides to hit the coast-to-coast -coast onto Cody Rhodes. And look, say what you want about Sun McMahon. That dude can fly. You also see Stephanie, my man, watching on from a normal television angle backstage because she's worried about her brother. And this is when Randy sort of becomes a nice guy and he says to Ted, look at Colts. I don't think he's in a good way. You should take him to the back. It is finally time to calm this cookie down, though, because he lays all on Alan Leon's table. He goes to the top rope and, yes, he goes to that elbow and he totally misses and he goes crashing through the wood. Doesn't, like, try and hold it back at all. He just absolutely explodes this thing. The guy is nuts. He then instantly changes, though, because he superplexes Shane through another table. And I guess this is him hearing voices in his head. McMahon must have taken a bunch of Phoenix Downs during all of this, though, because he pops right back up. And this is when I started to understand the criticism. And of all the moves, he hits Randy with a spear. And he goes crazy with a chair again. So he must have thought there was gold in those brains when he comes up with the best idea. I know what I can do to you, Randy Orton. I'm going to do my move against you, and this will be the ultimate insult. Now, in 2009, that was basically the punt kick. But he takes way too long. And when he takes his run up, Randy Orton has taken a med pack. He hits him with the RKO. Who knows those tears? And the only problem with this finish is that it kind of feels like Orton has lucked out a little bit. And I don't think we need to do that. 
And then he gets so weird, because he's all like, ha ha ha, I'm gonna punt you, Shane. And he doesn't, and he just walks off. It is sadly not boring though, and even though you can get mad at Shane McMahon being Superman, I had a really good time with this. It is sports entertainment gone crazy. Give me a- Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash whatculture. So far, this is a good pay-per-view, and then instantly Jack Swagger walks out. Well, it stumbles a little bit. Now, it's nothing actually to do with the wrestlers, but it is Swags taking on Fit Finley. And given what the fans have already seen, they sit there and they decide, well, look, I have expended a lot of energy. I think I'll use these next few minutes to take a little bit of a rest. My word, they go silent. And the ECW title is also on the line. But in 2009, everybody decided that WWECW was an absolute farce and basically an insult to that promotion. So you either got super duper mad at it or you just ignored it. Once again, that is basically what happens on the screen. Hornswoggle is also out with his dad, and that's when you can smell shenanigans instantly. And yes, at one point, he goes flying into Dada, and we're meant to feel sorry for Swoggle. I'll be honest with you, I didn't. This is mostly because the impact is way off, and Swoggle is not in the right position, so he must have been talking to Vladimir Kozlov. And also, two, the leprechaun was on the apron. Some more full you. Finley is so upset too, he totally forgets he's in a wrestling match and just starts running around. So Swagger's like, all right. He hits him with the power bomb and he gets the three. If you want to tell me this is kind of just there and totally devoid of emotion, <laughs> I would agree with you. Down. Then come backstage to see Shawn Michaels doing this. Because he's very worried about his upcoming match with JBL. And yes, we've talked about this story, but in case you do need some more context, 
we were basically saying that the heartbreak kid didn't have any money and that's why he had to go to Bradshaw, who was going to give him a leg up financially. And obviously the big criticism was, wait a minute, Sean has been a WWE superstars for like 20 years. How the hell would he not have some cash? Now we did get a reason for this and it's shut up. Nobody needs to give you a reason. And this comes totally out of left field because even though there is a lot of build and build and build and at one point JBL smacks Shawn Michaels so much we tease a count out, from nowhere it just ends. Now look, we do allow JBL to beat up Michaels for a little bit, but essentially he does his big comeback, he does the kip up, he hits the elbow, he smacks him with sweet chin music and he just gets the three. Now look, the fans love it, they're going crazy. But there had been weeks of TV dedicated to this, so dare I say it is a little bit anticlimactic. Bradshaw also got in Sean's wife's face at one point, so she slaps him, so that does make sense. And I'm probably overcooking the pudding here a little bit. I suppose it going 10 minutes is more than fine. But I remember at the time this was sold as such a big deal, and then it just finished. Now we know why, because they wanted to do The Undertaker versus Sean, but still. Ultimately, though, I can't get away from the fact that the decision did pay off because we did get that match in a couple of months between the dead man and HBK. So I'm giving it an up. We're then backstage once again because Chris Jericho is here. And this is the Chris Jericho who would talk very quietly and talk in big sentences. So when he's asked if he is going to win the Elimination Chamber, he says, I will win the Elimination Chamber and I will become the champion. And I will never blink because that's not what my character does. Amazingly too, it does mean we get to our main event, which is our second Elimination Chamber, because yes, No Way Out 2009 is less than three hours. And this is one reason why I do enjoy having two of these stipulations on one card. WWE puts so much time and faith into them. Well, you kind of get a short show. It does go super long though, as does the first one. And as you already know, when Kofi Kingston is coming to the ring, as always, something, something, Edge jumps him, beats the holy hell out of this guy, and then decides he's in the match. And the referees just look at each other and say, well, we're powerless to do anything. I guess you are. So why aren't other wrestlers doing this? There is no answer. It also means the final lineup is Edge versus John Cena versus Rey Mysterio versus Chris Jericho versus Kane versus Mike Knox. Yep, where did he come from? It is all just go-go as well because Jericho and Ray start this off. Mysterio climbing the damn thing and doing a hurricane runner. So we're here again, as we always are on retro ups and downs. Rey Mysterio pops up constantly and he is never bad, which is why he's actually probably the best of all time. Soon after this, Kane gets the buzzer. And I suppose in 2009, we didn't give a flub about this guy because he gets owned. Because Rey hits him with a 619. Jericho comes in with a code breaker where Mysterio just does every single move he possibly can do. And he's using the ropes and he's using the air. And then he just pins him. It's like, we're pitching this guy as a monster, and now he looks like a flubbing care bear. Mike is then allowed to hit the go button, and man, this poor dude, quite clearly he's making up the numbers, because he runs at Chris, who hits the code breaker, one, two, three. Like, thanks for coming, Mike. We didn't even send you an invite. Edge then follows, and that's when the atmosphere really picks up, especially because they do this crazy Tower of Doom spot, when John Cena is allowed in. Do, 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 do. Now he hits Edge with the AA right away, which of course ties into the first match, but nobody possibly, even in their wildest dreams, could have seen what's coming next, because the booking team in WWE on this evening had quite clearly been smoking crack. Because Jericho has been spying on all of this, so he runs in and he hits John with the code breaker. Cena then falls into the rope, so Ray gives him the 619. When Edge is back, he spears Jonathan and he beats him for the one, two, three. 
Even today, I'm like, how the hell is this happening? And do not forget that Cena was holding the world title, so now we promise yet another new champion. And if you are an internet nerd like me, you know that Edge meme that goes around when he kind of does that weird smiley face? It's from this moment. You know you get the best elimination because Rey Mysterio is going for his springboard splash when Chris Jericho reverts that into Walter Jericho. When Rey decides, no, I don't want to deal with this, and he turns it into the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. And honestly, that is so damn good. Once again, Rey is the best. The radar superstar then goes for the spear, but once again, Mysterio gets out the way and goes for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. And this is pure genius from WWE because they just continue to tease that the masked man is going to do it. Everybody there wants him to do it. I want him to do it. And he doesn't do it. There's also this brutal spot where Ray runs at Edge and he just hurls him into the side of the damn elimination chamber and he hits it harder than this. Trust me, that was pretty hard. That is the beginning of the end because we set it like Mysterio is dead when they get back in the ring proper. Edge hits the spear and he gets the one, two, three. He becomes the new champion and it's just a fantastic story because he screwed up match one, but in the main event, now he's the man. I enjoy this twist so much as well. I think it's been long enough that WWE should probably do it again. And even though old fans like me will be like, oh man, you're just repeating the past. Who cares? Wrestling is cyclical anyway. And this is also getting an up. It's also one of those things, you know how we like to argue which Elimination Chamber was better than which? You can't do it on this show, because without one, you don't get two. Without one, you can't do two. I think I may have just said the same thing twice. As we get to our star ratings, two from the Wrestling Observer, Dave Meltzer agreed, because he gave four and a quarter stars to the first one, and he gave the same rating to a second one. Once again, they're together. Randy Orton versus Shane McMahon also got a pretty good three and a half stars. Wagner versus Finley only got one star. Shawn Michaels versus JBL got one and a three quarter stars. <laughs> Not even two stars. And it features the Heartbreak Kid. I think that's kind of unfair though, because when you do go through this pay-per-view, it just flows and it works so well. I mean, not that ECW title match that had nothing to do with the guys in it. So overall, it is going to get an up. And if you're looking for some retro content today, I genuinely recommend it. Now, of course, please go down to the comments below and let me know what you thought about No Way Out 2009 and give us some suggestions for the next retro ups and downs that will be happening in two weeks. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. And look, there's an old retro ups and downs, which must be an anomaly. Click it. Also, you can go to our website, wogculture.com. You can follow us on social media and you can insult the fact that I'm wearing a vest, but there's a heat wave in the UK right now. And I'll let you in a little secret. I am sweating my ass off. Kind of literally. It is disgusting. Have a lovely day. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.